0: Don't see Doyle. Oh, there you are! You're right there. Hi, Doyle. I'm, just, I'm, I'm usually seeing you sit back there. It's nice to see you here. <laughs> I didn't skip out this time. Without any further ado, I'd like to announce our uh, split sermon today It's Mr. Doyle Carter. Carter sorry, not Mr. Doyle Quarter. Mr. Doyle Carter, the Coca-Cola man, and uh, he'll be giving um, a split sermon entitled "Called to Be Kings and Priests." And good afternoon. And don't feel bad, Sean. Yesterday I was tongue-tangled all the way through my calls half the time. Yesterday, I kept calling August, October for some reason. Probably feast fever, because it is only seven months away. I'm not seven months. See there you go. I'm doing it again. <laughs> it's only about six to seven weeks away. So, well, I decided to defy old school a little bit. I'll go to the iPad this round, but I have my Bible in case it goes out so <laughs> today I wanted to focus on our my, my speech is going to be focused on our part in the kingdom and how to get there or how we may achieve this I guess is the better way to put it because I was inspired by Steve's sermon last week it' said a the kingdom solution so, you know we watch our we watch the news and we get like the chaos in the Middle East and all that, and we almost want to throw a brick at our TV. Luckily, I don't really have a TV. I watch my computer, and that'd be an expensive thing to break. But I've heard the expression of throwing a brick at a TV. It's just because recently in the Middle East there's been a lot of chaos. But there is a solution. Like Steve Andrews had made a point. It's the kingdom solution. We in our part, we have a part in it. God has called us to help correct the problems. So we will be our part. Give me just one moment here. See, oh, come on, flip. There. Gotta get used to the new technology. Because it says we are told in Revelation, we're told in Revelation 5, 9 through 10, and they sung a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal, talking about Christ. The subject is the Lamb, and the Lamb is Christ. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood and out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. We are told in this new song, we will be kings and priests and reign on earth. That's going to be a big responsibility. It really will be. And as a backup, oh, just to let you know, I'm using the new King James version. So if it's slightly different from your King James, that's why. So just letting you know that up front. As a companion scripture in Revelation 21 4. Taking me just a bit. I'm sorry, 24, must apologize. Can't read my own writing there. And it says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, or on them, and judgment was committed to them. And to skip on down, it says, And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So as the companion just shows that we will live and reign with Christ for a thousand years that's a big job because I mean you're talking about the chaos in the Middle East you're talking about having to straighten all this stuff out and we can't be novice walking into this I mean and that was my point it's like any like any process in life we usually have to have some training we have to start learning how to handle things we can't just walk in like in example we had our men's study last week we were talking about uh, talking about an event in the book in the men's study and he was mentioning, the, he made a comment that uh, it's like putting someone, the guy that went down a rat, basically the story to give you a fill you in on the men's study. It was basically the guy went down a, uh, down a, the White River, or I think it was the White River somewhere in Colorado or someplace like that. He had no training, never been in a canoe before in his life. It was just he had a canoe and he realized it was the worst snow melt ever, so boulders and everything was rolling, and he went in there and risked his life just for the thrill of it that's a dangerous thing and what was said to my end was it's like putting someone who's never done it before put somebody in a plane and say fly it if he can get off the ground you better be calling 911 he is not gonna know how to land it <laughs> he's not gonna I mean just because you watch movies with airplanes doesn't mean you understand how to fly it so that leads to the next just like my job or like any training whether it's flying or whatever We need to usually have an instruction book, something we can study, something we can learn, so we can get ideas how to do it. Like my job, like he said, Coca-Cola. When you I got first hired, they didn't, even though I had call center experience, it didn't matter. They have different protocols. They had to train me, and the book was intimidating. I mean, this thing was like, like four or five inches high in itself alone. It wasn't as bad as we thought, but nevertheless, it was there. But we had to be trained on how to do it through a manual. And we have a manual. God has provided us a manual. It's the Bible. We are to learn from it and study from it. For it says in Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 16 and 17, The next step with this thing is to teach you where I need to go. It says in verse 16, All scriptures are given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instructions in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The point of the Bible is to help us to become perfect or complete, as it says here, because like I said, you don't want a novice in a plane. Well, you don't want a novice. To, you know, how do you answer questions like feast of tabernacles and all that if you're going to be if you're asked by somebody if you practice my life? Because as it says in this one, I could cheat. As it says in Second 2 Timothy two fifteen. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word, of God, the word of truth. So that would imply that we need to read the book, we need to study it, we need to learn what it says. It, it, like in the past sermon, sermon that i done, it keeps us out of trouble in life too, because a lot of things we do, if we didn't have the Bible, would really be in trouble. And some areas of the Bible are a little more difficult for us to understand. Because like at work, there was a few things about tickets and requests. We're not supposed to say tickets at work, I should have said that. But we're not supposed to, we don't call them tickets, we call them requests. But they're complicated. And there's some things that we just, even if we tried to them ourselves, we wouldn't understand them. So my other point was, sometimes we need instructors. Somebody to help us out a little bit to understand what we're understanding when we read the Bible. The first first one we have is Jesus Christ. We can go by his words. He came to earth to help us out to understand the Bible and its meaning. Because when he came in, the Jews didn't have it right. They had all messed up. And he came back to try to straighten it back to its original purpose. For as in Hebrews, is my reference on this one. I know someone else in one of the ticketing departments. And they said you people really make doozies on those tickets too. So somebody was asking about, he was talking about that. So somebody was asking back. They wanted a rep to come visit them and they were trying ta- the, the ticket the request actually said they wanted to remove the machine but wanted a rep to talk to him anyway. <laughs> it's like we don't want that. We don't want the machine removed, we just need someone to talk with. Well, in verse 10, and I'm not going to really read this one. This will just be a reference. But we do see that, he, that Christ is the subject matter. And he says, In bringing many sons to glory and make, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So he came to be the captain of our salvation. And in verse 17, it says, Therefore, in all things he has made to be made like his brethren he must be merciful that sorry retract that that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make petition to for the sins of the people he became our high priest because of his suffering like a like a, I'll use an example from work no problem with that we have a guy named Kendall he was our trainer. He knew what he was talking about because he had gone through everything. He didn't just come out of the streets and then start training. He has been on the phone. He's worked with the customers. He's done his thing. It's like having a, hiring a professional pilot to help you fly. He knows what's going on. He can sit there and correct you. Jesus has gone through, as it says, for, he, for in that he himself has suffered. Being tempted. So he's been through it. So when he instructs us or when we listen to what he says, we, know, we can have great assurance and confidence that he knows what we've gone through and how to handle it. We also know from 1 Corinthians 12, I was going to hand Rick a bunch of paper with almost like twelve scriptures, and I was going to tell him it's not going to be a, a thirty, a, a two-hour sermon. Okay, <laughs> it just happens these are a lot of catch, just a lot of good points that make you know just cover what we're saying. In 1 Corinthians twelve twenty-eight, it, Paul writes to the Corinthians saying God has appointed these in the church: first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healing, helps, ministrate, ministrate, trades in various vari- uh, varieties of tongues. So God has set apostles and prophets and teachers to help us. Because I don't understand, just to be honest, I don't personally understand prophecy that much. And it's nice to know that we have various members in the congregation, like Lawrence and others, who go through Revelation and outline it, give an idea. So they, we got people who can help us, as long as they stay within the Word of God, and they help us, we're good. Plus, we have each other. Because sometimes, let's say, Sean knows something that I don't know. I ask him a question about a scripture I'm confused on. He might have an insight that I'm not aware of. And like iron sharpens iron, we have that help. So we can help each other as well. So we've got plenty of, I call it instructors, but, you know, guides, helpers, We've got Christ as the primary one, Jesus Christ, our savior, high priest, and cap, and uh, captain of our salvation. We have our pastors and preachers and all that. We also have got ourselves, if we want to go to someone who's a little older. You know, if I needed to, you need advice from somebody and you know somebody's older in the church who's been through it, you can ask them and they can rightfully u- help you there. But it's not just enough to learn. You know, I could sit there and read those manuals or you could read the manuals on how to fly. It don't help you because if you get in that, co- the, the, you know, the, the plane itself and then look at it, you may not know which switch is which. You've got to practice. You have to get in there and do. You can't just assume, okay, I have book knowledge up here. It doesn't help you and you don't know what to do with it. So you've got to Practice. Like I said, as I pick on my job, we practice in front of each other. One of the tricks in call centers you'll learn is they'll have someone over here, and they'll have some, this person will play customer, this person will play the rep, and you'll play back and forth like, okay, I want this, 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 and you've got to go in a professional manner. It's training. You get to be trained. Like a pilot, they put you in a simulator. They'll say, okay, you push this button. Whoops, you made me crash. Whoops. <laughs> or whatever, And then you, but it's not like you did it for real, so it's good. It's practice before you get in there. So, and in practicing, sometimes, like I said, you do mistake, You perform mistakes. It happens. And sometimes, when you do what's right, you get persecuted for it, too. Sometimes you are trying to do right. Like one year I tried to keep the feast, and they didn't like it. They nearly fired me, but thanks to a letter from the church and a little bit of prayer from friends, I'm sure it made it through. I've known people who've lost their job and actually, as stated before in another time, they actually I knew someone went to the feast, lost their job, got a better job three weeks later. God took care of it. But they had to go through that to try their temptation. Or, you know, it's a temptation. They had to decide whether they're going to feast or lose their job. This guy had like three kids, so it was really tough on him. But it turned out he came back, better job. Better pay, better hours, everything. Insurance. So God provided. As we see in James 1, if we go turn there. In James 1, verses 2 through 4, it says, 2 through 4, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So when we endure a trial, we get we we learn things, we get better. For we have an example of someone who went through trials. Hebrews. Hebrews 5. the right buttons, I might get where I need to go. Go, Hebrews 5. We're looking at verse 8 through 9. Speaking of Christ. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So he also, you think the Son of God wouldn't have to go through it. I've actually had a friend say that. But he had to go through suffering and trials to become perfect, or, you know, to set us an example. So he, he set us an example, and we, will have, we go through the same thing, and it's not abnormal. And, but by going through these, we learn patience. We become better. We, be, we can handle it better. We can even share that experience, like I said earlier in one other point. We can even, if somebody has a similar situation, you know, like I've been garnished once and somebody I knew got garnished and asked me how to handle that because they thought, hey, you made it through it. You're that hope to help. They say, hey, here's how you handle it. You've been trained. You've got practice. And it's all worth it because in, in my... It, we... Because we need to overcome. We need to learn because it's about to overcome. We have a, mass, a great purpose ahead of us. In Micah 4... I had to do different than Steve because he did Isaiah 2, 1 through 4. So I'm going to go to Micah this time. He was thinking actually about the same thing I was thinking because I was watching world news and it was just driving me nuts all the chaos that was going on and what should happen. And, and he's right. He mentioned last time there was just, was no, that there was no been no end of wars. When I was born, There was the Vietnam War. And then they went to, and I couldn't list the other wars, could care less. But we went through multiple wars and we had desert storm. I mean, it's never been peace. And then there's miniature wars all over the place. And this does relate to this. For when the kingdom comes, this is what we strive for. This is why we, like in Revelation 5.10, speaks of as king of Priests. We want to be in it because this is what we want to be a part of. It says in Micah 4.1, to read it off of this instead. It says, and we'll go to verse 4, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the, mountain of the Lord, of the, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be established, or at, established above the hills, and the people shall flow to it, and many nations shall shall come and say, Come, let us go to uh, to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. That's going to be an awesome day. What we've learned from our Bible... We'll be able to teach to others so they can live a better life. Because the world is just do not know how to live. It's, it's obvious you watch news. We will see that out of Zion shall come forth the word of law. And like we read early, we've got to know how to rightly divide the word of God. So we must study. Continue. And he shall judge between many people and rebuke strong nations afar off. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares their spears into printing hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So West Point will shut down. I don't know what the other ones are. I'm like Steve last week. I I know West Point's a big one because that was where we got a lot of our generals for for the Civil War, I believe. They, They actually trained together, ironically. But there will be no more war. But every one shall sit under his, his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For, for the mouth of the Lord of the host has spoken. This is our purpose. Yes, we want to be in the kingdom for our sake, of course. We want to live. We want to live eternally. But we also want to go help the world. Christ showed that example in the, on earth when he healed. He preached, he did his thing. So he's our captain of salvation, high priest. He's shown us. We need to, we need to take, study the word, be aware of what's in it. We need to practice the Bible, not just show up every Sabbath, but just it's a seven day a week job, so to speak. We must qualify. Then we must overcome various obstacles because we're going to have things go against us. And what I gathered earlier today, Mr. Gregory's going to talk about how to be how to overcome. So I think that was apropos because I actually cut that out of this. Because I was just going to say that basically this is what we want to be a part of, but we must overcome. It is something we we want to do. So just as I close, I just want to say that. I want to encourage everyone to go ahead and stay their Bible. Consider the goal that we have in front of us: the kingdom of God, the chance to make things right in the world, instead of throwing the brick at the TV, or as my mom put it, the uh, there was a foam brick she threw at it once. But you know, to consider that we will have that opportunity if we study the Word, take it in practice, we help each other, whether you're a pastor, minister, whoever, even just an individual lay member, and that we overcome. So I hope everybody has a great Sabbath, and I'm looking forward to Mr. Gregory's uh, uh, sermon on overcoming.